Welcome to the Wager Zone. It was one hell of a week. We're fully into football. NFL started off. College football got into its second week. We we were a little off on soccer. Some of us were paying a little bit of attention <laughs> to uh, European qualifying, World Cup qualifying in the uh, South America, uh, the African Cup of Nations qualifying, and uh, a little Asian Cup qualifying. But uh, nonetheless, a little bit of action there, but mostly all football. Yeah, I was on. all in football this week. <laughs> I was all in football for the most part, too. I didn't end up making any bets. I tried to force something on, on our my pick-up show on uh, Saturday, but I, I couldn't really find anything, and I was a little nervous. Anything I said, we get some totally different lineup out there, but uh, nonetheless, it was a fun week of football. Fun. The next week coming up, we're, we're going to be loaded. Full slate of soccer, a lot of good soccer matchups coming yeah. up. Uh, I actually think soccer's got a little bit of a better slate than the football this week. The, I will say at least college football, we get a, at least a couple more. At least name teams, name teams, where I'm not waiting until the uh, last minute to get some lines, and I have to text you at just, like 11.40. Just not as many. Uh, there's not a Bama-Texas this yeah. week or a, a big marquee matchup. We get, we're starting to get more into the meet. Uh, yes. Conference schedules are scope opening up, so less uh, D1 versus FBS schools this week. So that helps, uh, especially for betting purposes. But as far as just you know, good football games, I think I think it's a little worse this weekend than it was last. Yeah, probably. So. But I think there's some really good soccer. I do think there's some good <laughs> soccer. Uh, probably the one we've been previewing yes. for uh, two three weeks. weeks. Yeah, two three weeks and, now. Uh, we're going to do it for a third time. Yeah. But let's get into our, our bets here. Uh, tough week in college yeah. football for you. Uh, nothing seemed to quite go your way. Um, I will say the Notre Dame continues to be profitable for you. We had those up. Uh, Notre Dame might be the one team you win money on. Hit a nice Notre Dame. Uh, hit a big Oregon, I will say. But uh, <laughs> that, that was my uh, that was my one saving grace this week. If I didn't hit that Oregon bet and pull that out of my butt. I really would have been in the hole, so this this kept me from going too far down in it. Yeah, uh, that Oregon got that last-minute cover. Uh, we both got the Oklahoma State one. That kept us alive. That was all I got. Uh, yeah, a couple <laughs> of the bad ones there. James Madison ended up winning but not covering. There was a – They like they were lucky to even win that yeah, game. Yeah, uh, sort of because it seemed every time it mattered they dropped down and scored. Plus, I will say this, a lot of those college games got messed up. Yeah, the stupid weird weather that just rode up the East Coast and caused a delay in about 20 games. It essentially, it felt like every game I bet on, I got some sort of delay, and then the delay didn't go my way. But James Madison, minus 5.5, didn't cover that one. What was your... Uh... What was your team? You on that rain delay? Uh, uh, the Holy Cross. Holy Cross. College. <laughs> it was like delayed like nine hours. <laughs> yeah, for one possession. Uh, yeah, my underdogs. I think I had. Uh, I think I had four games going to overtime where I had the underdog lost all those. I had that Holy Cross game where Boston College were was. 
punting to them in a one possession game. Lightning delay. Nine hours later, randomly Holy Cross has to come out there and make a game winning drive. Uh, if we could have just expanded that game a little more, we would have had a shot. But uh, UT San Antonio, uh, as much as Notre Dame has won for you, I think UT San Antonio is. Uh, Back-to-back weeks. They're they teasing me been, again this week I, with the spread, I and uh, I, I don't know if I can hop back on that. If train. ever their offense is going to find a, a rhythm, I, I think it'll be that you did this week versus, uh, it was, was it Army or Navy? It was one of the military ones. Uh, I think it's Army. I think it's Army. Uh, so, But uh, once again, they struggled versus Texas State. Got the win. I, I will say that. Uh, Texas State. I told you they got a good coach. Yeah. Uh, Alabama was a bad luck loser. Uh, your favorites in Houston. Uh, basically. Uh, I pick ha- against them, I lose. <laughs> Whatever you do. I pick with them, I lose. <laughs> the opposite is going to I'm occur. I so. already just told you that I'm looking at this week. <laughs> They're getting seven and a half at home. Who knows what's coming out? Win versus UT San Antonio, loss versus Rice. Who would have predicted it? They Uh, got the win versus Rice. They just didn't cover. Well, yes. And it was double overtime. (laughs) Win versus Rice. Was it like 60-something to 60-something? It was absurd. I should say non-cover versus Rice. Loss. Lost me money. It it goes a loss in my book when I'm looking up and I'm going, Houston, oh, they needed double overtime for Rice. Uh, (laughs) Um. Pittsburgh, I think we both loved. Uh, yeah, I, I cowered out a little bit and only threw them in a parlay. You, you put a straight bet, a small straight bet on them, and uh, they look like a garbage. Yeah, uh, versus Cincinnati. I, I will say we probably won't talk about it, but I thought Cincinnati looked pretty good. Uh, hard to judge how good or bad Pittsburgh is, but uh, that Cincy defense uh, looked pretty, pretty stout. So I'm curious as they go into the Big Twelve how they're going to play because. They look like one of the few ones that can really uh, sort of D you up. So uh, be interesting that. Uh, we did get the Oklahoma State. I mentioned that. Uh, your three-leg parlay of Oregon, Houston, and Mississippi State. Uh, well, that one <laughs> didn't go well at all. Overall, uh, you won uh, $1,590. You lost $4,500. Uh, almost $3,000 in losses, $2,909. Uh, your new balance now. 20636 after you had sort of bounced it back up. I got some big plays coming this week. Yes, I I know you do. Uh, my college football uh, was a sort of a mixed bag. I mentioned my uh, underdog plays. I'll just go over those. Uh, the Tulane I crossed off because I mentioned I, I wanted that quarterback to play. If the quarterback wasn't going to play, I wasn't going to take it. But we had Appy State lose in overtime. SMU, uh just an outright loss, though they played a pretty good game, uh, But and UAB, but uh, my Arizona-San Diego State, and then uh, my Holy Cross went down, and then, of course, Washington State, but I stupidly put them in the parlay with UConn. So, uh, my best read of the day, so I could extort a little extra money by putting the easy UConn in there. I should have known better because the UConn wasn't that good, but lost that one. Uh, straight bet-wise, I was pretty good. Kansas on Friday. I really, really liked that one. Yeah. Uh, And then um, 
Tulane was on there but crossed off. I also lost on the James Madison. App State was a good one. Liberty was a good one. I couldn't believe they were only 10 versus New Mexico State. That seemed very strange. But uh, And Arizona uh, was a pretty good one, but I also had UConn in there who were awful. Uh, James Madison, my parlays did not do great. Uh, went 0 for 4 on them, had 2, 2 out of 3s on that. Uh, my totals were really off this week. I should have abandoned them. I sent you the text. I don't like any of these numbers. I still found four in there. Ended up uh, going one and three on those. Uh, but I did make some money on a couple of my uh, money line parlays. I lost Alabama, Colorado. I thought once I sealed that Colorado one, I was pretty safe. I had a nice little cash out option online and I was like, nah, don't do that. Uh, it was paying about three fourths <laughs> of what it would have paid uh, earlier in the day, but I didn't do it. I was like, just let it ride, tried to get the money line. Yeah. And then, uh, Oak State Liberty two-leg money line parlay uh, was a four-unit, and then Kansas James Madison also a two-leg money line parlay. Uh, paid uh, thirteen hundred on a four-unit play there at plus one thirty-two. Overall, I won uh, forty-nine hundred, lost forty-seven fifty. So a uh, solid hundred and fifty-dollar week where I gambled uh, probably about uh, nine thousand dollars worth. <laughs> so uh, anytime you gamble that much and come back with one fifty, I don't know if it's some good rewards points with yeah. the, those numbers. Don't feel great, but uh, <laughs> my balance is at twenty five two forty seven, uh, mostly off the week zero. I was awful in week one. Uh, I, I don't know quite what – I wasn't bad, but I certainly wasn't good. Uh, this week, uh, NFL uh, was a mixed bag for you. You hit your high unit plays, so you really – you read the board better than I did on our straight bets. I was off on my straight bets, but you're Atlanta uh, minus three and a half, uh, Tennessee plus three. That was a. Uh, <laughs> we'll get into that. Uh, there's a lot to talk about there. Uh, you know, this is also just what the NFL is. You have that Tennessee game, you get the cover there. You have that Jacksonville minus four and a half where Indy was basically sitting on the goal line for a freebie backdoor cover. Well, there. I was I was <laughs> texting you. I was like, I'm about to lose this bet. For some reason, they, they ran to Anthony Richardson. Uh, he bangs his shoulder, gets hurt. Well, you have to throw in. Well, you know, the thing is, and I guess we'll get to it when we can talk to the yeah. game, but... The Titans take the field goal in yeah. a situation where they shouldn't. <laughs> and, the and the Colts, Colts should have kicked a field goal Colts. because they could still go with the onside kick and go for the touchdown, and, and they go for it yes. instead of kicking the field goal. But, hey, it saved me two bets. That's so. correct. Uh, Miami Chargers, we both had the over on that one. That was smooth successful. sailing yeah, there. Uh, we knew exactly what was going there. Uh, none of your touchdown scores hit. None of your first touchdowns hit. Uh, and you missed on uh, your parlays at Falcons, uh, Jags, and uh, your boys in Seattle. Yes, well, Seattle. If, if that <laughs> Seattle script flips, I'm profitable. I'm pretty yes, sure because they would, I would hit that parlay yes, and I would hit and, their – and uh, I had the four-unit play yes, on them correct. straight. So. That was your difference in winning a whole lot and uh, losing a little bit here. Uh, you lost 664 uh, in that, so your balance yeah, goes down. Seattle goes the other way. I'm making $1,000. So we both got burned on that. Me on the uh, Seattle side of things also got burned. My straight bets were awful, but uh, when you trusted the Steelers, Seahawks, Broncos, and uh, I was talking to you for some reason, Giants was there. <laughs> so I, I didn't even like it. I Wasn't it tied for like the largest <laughs> shutout 
loss of all time? Yeah, uh, I think I think on opening uh, week. Okay, so opening week. I okay. think there were a lot of uh, ESPN parameters there. We yeah, they sometimes they go really deep in the stats there. And the wind was four miles an hour, but uh, um, didn't hit a ton of my props. Only hit a couple of them. Uh, Calvin Ridley uh, was a decent one. I. I Bailed myself out. Had him in fantasy. Yeah, uh, a little bit with Stefan Diggs. Um, receiving yards, I probably should have put more than the one unit play on Jefferson over 100. Uh, but I didn't, and it probably won't be even money for the rest of the year for that. So uh, the one thing I did that uh, won me money was uh, I probably don't recommend doing so many teasers, but it seemed like the lines were a little off this week and nobody knew quite what you were expecting. So I did a lot of teasers. I hit three out of uh, my five teasers. Uh, the one I missed, of course, had the Seahawks in there. But uh, my uh, my favorite was the three-leg rookie quarterback money line parlay where I had uh, Ravens, Falcons, Jacks <laughs> ride that uh, rookie quarterback. Uh, that paid plus 167. That was a two-unit play. Uh, <clears throat> Saints, Ravens, Commanders, seven-point teaser. Falcons, Browns, Dolphins, seven-point teaser, and then my total under-teaser of uh, Niners, Panthers, and Eagles. Hit that. Uh, I won 5,300. I lost 61.24. Lost about 7.74 there. Straight bets hurt you. Yeah. Uh, Straight bets were... Just awful this week. Uh, my reads, other than the Cleveland Browns, uh, was pretty much uh, every team that done yeah. it out uh, this week. So uh, twenty four thousand two twenty five uh, left for me on the budget on that one. No soccer to go over. So uh, let's get into some college football. Uh, I want to talk top four teams here, and I okay. I'm a little. <clears throat> this is more what I've seen. Teams play. I got to watch a lot of teams uh, this yeah. week uh, play college football more than I did. So week this is one. like a power ranking. Yeah, not, not it's necessarily sort of a power. It's like right now. Okay. If you told me pick the four best teams in college football right now, I think Florida State has to be there. Uh, definitely with their win over LSU, that's probably other than Texas the best win on the board so far by a team. Uh, I think Notre Dame. Granted. You probably don't look at that NC State win, but I think playing those first two weeks and going to NC State and winning that game and winning it pretty easy. I guess it was a little tight there for sort of the first half. And I just think that defense-offense combination right now. I think Notre Dame's pretty yeah. tough. Texas probably has the best win on the board. I, I What you think of the Bama team, I don't know, but they're still going to win nine games. and Going in there and winning in Alabama, that yeah. is something. And... Washington, uh, it's the only one who sort of played a little bit of a soft schedule, but I still think beating Boise State means more than, you know, Georgia waxing two teams that literally uh, have no one. And, uh, you know, Michigan, whose schedule, the only one whose schedule is as much of a joke is probably Georgia. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, USC piling up points uh First complete nobodies as well. Doesn't impress me that much. So this is what I've seen. I think Florida State, Notre Dame, Texas, Washington. Probably the four best teams I've seen so far this year. You you like anybody else in there that, I mean, has at least played somebody? I mean, you mentioned the ones uh, that I think are kind of outside that top four that should be right there, yeah. but it's really kind of a wait and see when they play That's, real teams. I want to see it's, them. You know, it's the Georgia, it's the USC, it's the Ohio State, it's yeah. the Michigan. There's a good handful of teams that potentially could be right there, yeah. but 
they haven't really done need, anything. I need at least one win of yeah. substance. I'm not grading <sighs> Georgia because they can beat up on Paul State at home. Uh, so it's these teams at least have played a couple teams at least semi on their level. And, yeah. uh, you know, Washington probably the softest. I'm, I'm, I'm interested to see what happens when um, But I think if you some of the marquee, there's not many, but yeah. the marquee Big Ten games. Yeah. Like, I'm interested to see, you know, Penn State might be better than Ohio State and Michigan yeah. this year. Um, that, but that's, they're on my radar because yeah. I've liked the way they've looked. Yeah. Uh, and you know how hard that is for me to I say. told you in preview. But. Right? It's still early. I want to see them play yeah. a step up. And, but from what we've seen now, you're you're definitely right. Yeah. Florida State's probably Florida State and Texas, I think, have the two most yeah. impressive wins. Uh, but Notre Dame's been consistent. I think they've been the most consistent team yeah. out there. You've they've, got they've defense, them, offense. Yeah, they're well rounded. Um, they they play smart, I think, uh, for the most part. And, and then Washington, you know, just puts up a ton of yeah. points. I I think watching what I watched Central Florida. And how yeah. they struggled to score yeah. first Boise. I thought that was going to be – I thought Boise was – I watched that Washington-Boise game, and Washington threw up 60 on them running like they weren't even there. So yeah. that's and, what moved them up and not grabbing one of those sort of teams that hasn't played anybody but you think are good. So yeah. uh, uh, I, I want to talk a little bit about this Texas-Alabama game because I don't have it in my list. I have it in my rankings What'd you make of it? I just think Texas was the better team watching it. Uh, you know, I, I turned it off after three quarters. It was quite a boring game. Because I was like, Texas is the better team here. And there was nothing really. Maybe. I'm not going to write Bama off. You yeah. know, I love how everybody, you know, Bama's done. They aren't winning anything. Um, they lose to a They could still win team. the SEC. Yeah. <laughs> and you win the SEC, you're in the playoff. That's, I just... When Bama loses to, you know, Mississippi State or something that is a six-win team, then I'll start to write Bama off. Losing to probably a top 16, one of your teams who you thought would be in the playoff and challenge and for a national championship does not alter my thing. I was I was really interested to see that, you know, Bama's offense was yeah. just dead. Uh, we've gotten used to the past few years of seeing pretty much a high-flying, yeah. explosive offense in Bama. You know, people think old-school Bama run the ball, when actually they've, you know, the past five or six years, they've been a really pass-heavy offense yeah. with stud wide receivers and quarterbacks, and it just looked like they were lacking those elite yeah. players. Uh, maybe some of their recruiting edges, you know, been a little bit spread out to these other teams, the, the Texases and the, the Georgias. You know, NIL may have an impact on that. Yeah, and, uh, you know, I, I think they did want to shift and probably judging from more to a ground-and-pound attack, yeah. which is probably what they're suited to. The problem was their defense didn't come with them yeah. this week. Uh, I mean, I think we'll get into it a little bit with A&M, and sometimes, you know, they spit probably the last 10 years, you know, perfect on hitting with the recruits, and, you know, sometimes recruits don't hit, and I think some of those defensive guys who we think – are going to be elite guys, just haven't turned into elite guys. Yeah. I mean, I don't think you could say the same thing on offense because uh, basically <laughs> uh, the last 20 receivers they have are you're like 15 best receivers in the league. They have three quarterbacks from the last three years who yeah. are starting NFL games. So, you know, I, I think that's just sometimes, you know, they've been five for five in quarterbacks and a list of receivers, so you just – Maybe it's just a little miss there, but I think the defense is what they thought they'd be sort of back to and able to control games that, and it just 
they weren't able to get any pressure on the quarterback in this game. Uh, Texas's receivers, I, I will say, were are ridiculously good at yeah. getting down the field. And if Quinn can get them the ball, uh, they're going to be open streaking down the field. I, 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 I don't say it often, but Texas has a lot of talent now. <laughs> Uh, if you can trust Steve to, <laughs> to run the slate here, it, it'll be interesting. So uh sh- should be interesting to watch Texas the rest of the year because uh, I was I was very, very impressed with their talent. It wasn't just talk. Uh, a lot of those guys look like legit dudes who will be playing uh, on Sunday. Uh, one touch on Notre Dame a little bit. I, I mentioned I-, I thought that was a really, really nice win to just go into NC State and be like, we're the better football team. Uh, what would you make of that win? It was a really slow start. Um, then they had a weather delay. And then Notre Dame came out, scored like an 80-yard touchdown on the first play after the weather delay, and that was yeah. pretty much the difference in the game. And, and they just kind of put it away. I I worry a little bit about their um, consistency on offense. Yeah. I think their defense is solid. They, they have probably the best offensive line in the country. Yeah. They can run the ball. Um but it seemed like there was – I think they had, like, the first well, – I mean, NC State wasn't much better, but uh, I think the first seven or eight total possessions between both teams yeah, were, like, was, three and out. It was slow. It took almost to the end of the first quarter before a team got a first down. But then Notre Dame, once they took control of that game, they just buried them. Well, that, I think that's why I, I sort of like them uh, because you saw that. Their defense kept them in when yeah. their offense wasn't flowing, and I think when you have somebody like Hartman – once he found that rhythm, yeah, they were running. They were able to run the ball. Play action was hidden. I don't think their receivers are great, great, but I think that mix. They once they find their flow, they're hard to stop, and yeah. their defense can keep well, up and, in those and, games. And Hartman can hit guys if yeah. they're open. I mean, if he's getting protection, he can put it on done. So yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm curious. Uh, if they can run the table here. I've just liked what I've seen from Notre Dame. Let's get into a couple of the other games. There weren't a ton. Uh, I want to talk a little bit about that Illinois-Kansas game. Um, you were all over this one. I'm I'm, I'm really, really impressed with Kansas. That football, if Daniels can stay healthy, this they were able to just dominate on both sides of the ball. Defense, it, it looks like a Lance Leopold full team here defense offense they can hit explosive plays but they can also control the clock they just dominated illinois and took them out now you know what you think of illinois but if you told me kansas was moving to the big 10 i'd say they could win that big 10 west side of things oh yeah i'm a little curious if they can be a i i I think they can be the contender here in the big 12 i i'm I'm just interested to see what they do when they well, step up and play the big boys. It here. is Illinois. Yes. So just pump the brakes a little bit there because, you, you know, while we were big on Illinois in our preview, yeah. they haven't shown us anything this year, and no. they might just be bad. Yeah. Uh, granted, they did beat a Toledo team who scored 70-plus points the week before, but uh, uh, it, it was for Texas Southern, so we'll balance that out a little bit. I'll just – they look impressive defensively, which was their problem last year. <laughs> Offensively, I think you know you're going to be oh, able yeah. to get points. The other thing is Daniels has to play. To be elite and maybe reach that 10 uh, win mark, Daniels has to play. The other guy is good. Uh, I mean, he's probably played as many games as Daniels has. 
He just doesn't have that extra sort of niche. It, it becomes probably a seven, eight, six win teams if that other guy is playing. I think if Daniel stays healthy, this team could creep into the nine, ten win mark. Uh, you know, uh, we'll see what the other Big Twelve teams look like. But I haven't been overly impressed with Baylor or Texas Tech. Uh, Kansas State looked pretty good. I, I thought. Yeah. Well, I mean, they look like Kansas State uh, uh, with a little bit more of a passing game. I thought uh, Will Howard looked pretty good. Yeah. Uh, let's move on from this one. Uh, I think this was probably the biggest disappointment uh, of the week. Uh, <laughs> Ole Miss Tulane. It, it still was a good game, but I, I wanted to see that quarterback. And yeah, that was yeah. disappointing uh, having him ruled out before yeah. the game. I was I was kind of bummed because I thought this was going to be quite the showdown. It yeah. turned out to be it was a pretty good. The score did not indicate what the game was because Ole Miss yeah. got that cheap, uh, you know, defensive touchdown as Tulane I, was driving down. I, I think Tulane has their starting quarterback. They're very yeah. capable of winning this game. Yeah. Oh, I the the way passes were open and what I think of that, I honestly think that Tulane kid's probably the second best, at, at least. Legit quarterback who can go play NFL Sundays out there. You know, Caleb Williams is probably up here. There are a couple guys I'm looking at, and I think that guy's right up there. Just, it, there's not much to talk about. Just disappointing because I, I think we were both hyped to watch this game, watch Tulane get a shot versus yeah. Old Miss, and then the way the game turned out, you're like, man, if they had had that guy, this could have been something. So uh, disappointing there. Old Miss ends up with, a, I think, a decent win, and, Half the people won't even remember that <laughs> the quarterback didn't play, and it'll probably look even better six weeks. But it's like now. when they scheduled that non-conference game, was Tulane even any good? No, they were. <laughs> I so I don't think Ole Miss knew when they were going yeah. on the road to Tulane in week two that it was going to be a tough matchup. Well, I think there was talks of Fritz <laughs> getting canned because uh, he had those two down. I mean, down years. He still won six, seven games, but uh, you know. Uh, Texas-Miami, this was an interesting one. Miami tried hard early to give it away, but uh, I think the better team just went out there. Uh, I think you saw a lot uh, of sort of what people thought of Van Dyke last year coming into Miami. Yeah. He made, he's one of those, I'm looking, he made ridiculous throws. And, uh, you know, speaking of team who does a lot of recruiting and has a lot of fancy players, um, offense didn't, I think look great. I mean, their scores came off Miami stupidness, and uh, the defense. The defense was awful. Which you know has all these loaded guys, but don't seem to do anything. Uh, just got shredded by that Miami team once Miami hit its stride. Yeah, I wonder how um, how small that buyout's getting because yeah. uh, a lot of these issues you see with Texas A&M seem to be be coaching yeah. and, and putting players in the right positions because they have the talent there. Uh, they have the fan base. They have the stadium. They have the facilities. What's the missing piece here? Because if they wanted to make the next step and get back to where Texas A&M needs to be, this was the game they needed to win. Um, I think, you know, kudos to Miami. It still doesn't quite show me enough yet. No. Because A&M may just be bad yeah. again. And Miami did that dumb things early. They were yeah. able to overcome it, but they had the uh... – uh, turnover early, and then the stupid dropped punt when uh, you know on the five yard line when A and M couldn't move the ball at all and just give them free touchdowns. So I, I think you learn a little bit more about A and M from this one than you do Miami. Yeah. Um, just because I, I think A and M may just be what they've been the last three years, and 
patience is going to run out yeah. on Fisher very soon. I am curious to see what we get from Miami. I still didn't love the defense, but offensively, uh, if Van Dyke can stay like that, you have a pro-level quarterback. Well, and the ACC is pretty yeah. weak. Yeah. <laughs> I sent you the text earlier about Clemson when they were struggling with Charleston Southern. Do we make a bet if they can even win the Big South Conference? So uh, we'll see what uh, sort of goes on uh, with Miami if they can keep growing uh, there. Uh, they're one of those teams as more wins flow, the yeah. stadium gets a little bit more and more <clears throat> They might actually have up. people yeah. there. Yeah, it'd be it, nice if they had a stadium, you know, on campus. Well, yeah, I I think that land costs a lot of money. So uh, anyway, uh, UCF Boise State was, uh, I, you know, anytime Central Florida can go in there and you win at Boise, it's something to be said. Uh, I was expecting a bigger difference yeah. uh, in talent here, especially. Uh, it this game actually makes me think higher of Washington. Yeah, that's uh, what I was because I was expecting UCF to come in and blow out Boise because you know Washington handled Boise. Yeah. I was like, oh, Boise's bad, but this one was a bit of a fight. Yeah, Boise State's defense looked much much better in this yeah. one. Offense is still a struggle. That quarterback is good, but really really raw. It's just bad mistakes, bad times. It's sort of the it's sort of the reason why. Maybe they didn't use him last year. Is there? There's a lot there to work with, but it's not there yet. And that offense gets stalled behind. Uh, kicking problems continue to be a Boise State thing. Uh, but big win for Central Florida here as they uh, sort of creep closer to their sort of Big 12 season and see if they can be contenders in there. Uh, but that's a huge road win, uh, even if it's probably not the best Boise State team yeah. uh, we've seen. Uh, <clears throat> it, you go in there and win. That's uh, a big deal. All right. Uh, you want to look ahead to this week's yeah. games? I, I know you've already sent me a couple. A couple caught my eye this week. Uh, we sort of get the uh, first half taste of Penn State here. I, we mentioned uh, we've liked the way they've looked, but they haven't really played anybody Go to Illinois here. Not a great sort of Illinois team, I think, but certainly one that if Penn State's offense isn't scoring, which has been their problem, we get the uh, typical uh, Big Ten game of I don't think that's been their problem ten. this year, though. No, they've been I able that, to pass. I think that's the difference. And that's what I'm asking. Can they go in there and pass the ball and continue to dominate here versus Illinois? Uh, if I had to lean... On this spread, it'd be it'd be taking Penn State to cover yeah. the fourteen and a half. I think this is going to be a big win, uh, especially what we've seen from Illinois, just crappy. Yeah. But like you said, the the classic Big Ten grueling matchup could rear its ugly head. Yeah, I I, I think we'll get a better feel of what Illinois actually yeah. is if they can. They got this one at home. At least hang around. In but this one. they had they had Toledo at home. Yes, and and barely got that one. Yeah. Uh, but I, that might just be Illinois style. That was their style last year, too. Just close and gross. Uh, but at least a, a step up in competition here for Penn State. Uh, LSU, Mississippi State. Uh, I, I wouldn't say overly impressed with Mississippi State over the weekend, but uh, enough to sort of get it done. I, I think that speaks to more to Arizona. I, re- I told you I, I really liked the way Arizona looked. Went in there, played a good game. Mississippi State played a solid game. LSU comes in there. 
get our second look at LSU playing another competent team here. Uh, first go around Florida State might be more than a competent team. So uh, this is probably a must, must win here for LSU. These are the games they, they sort of took a hold of last year and sort of how they snuck their way into the uh, win in the SEC. What do you make of this LSU? I've, I've got a little bit of lean here, and I think it's going to be one of my plays this week. Um, I was just looking at some stats, and I saw a couple other guys' podcasts, and they were talking about this. Um, while LSU did dominate Grambling last yes. week, they gave up over 200 yards rushing to Grambling. Um, and, and guess what Mississippi State did a lot against Arizona? They really tried to uh, emphasize the run game. Yeah. Uh, which is different, which is weird because you know, uh, uh, Will Rogers, yeah, uh, has been throwing the ball like crazy yes. at Mississippi State, and uh, he didn't have hardly very many pass attempts. They're running the ball, so I, I think they might be able to find some success rushing the ball against LSU. Keep this a low-scoring game. I, I, I think LSU gets the win, but I'm, I really like the points here. Yeah, getting it, ten at home. Yeah, it's interesting. I, I think we still got a little bit of LSU. I think they think they can make the step. I, I'd probably stay away from this game. You know how I feel about taking, you know, large road favorites. So, uh, and I didn't quite a, get a great feel of Miss State. I watched that game came in, coming away more like Arizona can't hang with these teams. As long as they're giving them plus, I'll probably be more right Arizona uh, than I will be sort of. I just don't have a feel what Miss State is. I, I might not have a feel all year. Uh, it's also an early game. I think it's a noon kickoff. It is. Uh, Next up, I I marked this one down because I'm interested because I watched all that Wisconsin-Washington State games doing in my uh, seat. I did have the spread, which I wasn't worried about, but I was like, why did you try to get a little extra boost uh, on, the, <laughs> on the freaking parlay when all you had to do was just put some extra money on the stupid Washington State? Uh, I, I Wisconsin looked exactly like what Wisconsin looked like last year going yeah. into Washington State. Granted, Georgia Southern has not played elite competition. They've scheduled some dogs, but I, I do think they can play football a little bit here. <clears throat> 19 seemed like a lot for a team that I just thought was garbage versus Washington State. Weren't all that impressive the week before versus uh, Utah State, I believe they played. Yeah. They didn't cover that one. I think Georgia State can go. Georgia Southern could go in there and give them a little bit of a game. I was shocked this line was at nineteen. Yeah, I'm not so. I'm not sold on this one. This will be a stay away from me. I just, you know, despite Wisconsin playing badly, the talent gap here between these two teams is massive. And going into Wisconsin, I just, I, I yes, it's a big spread, probably too big for me to even think about considering Wisconsin. But I, I don't. I'm not certain Georgia Southern can cover that either. So I think this is a stay away. The thing that makes Georgia Southern's going to try to run the ball and control game. Wisconsin looked like they had no passing game. Uh, defense looked okay, but, you know, Washington State bullied them. I, I just wonder, one, if the Wisconsin fans start to turn on this team. You know, if it's – I think it'll be a low-scoring – Game similar to the Utah State game where it's Wisconsin might be able to get out to 20, and it's 2016, 2015, 2010. But if this thing sits around 10-10 at, like, halftime, Georgia Southern's like, oh, we have a chance here. Yeah. Uh, things start to change. I think the Wisconsin fans start to turn, and 
start questioning uh, why are we now losing to Georgia Southern after that bad game versus Washington State. I just have my eye on it. I don't know if it can happen because I don't quite know, you know, Georgia Southern's level yet because they've played sort of weak competition. I just have not liked what I've seen from Wisconsin for two weeks in a row here. I should have been more aggressive on that Washington State one. I knew it. I think I... That was yeah. one of the few yeah. I told you early. I like I had my eye on this one, yeah. and then I didn't follow through because I got greedy and was trying to pair it with something. Another one I have my eye on. I don't think they will lose two games at home, but this one's a little interesting here. North Dakota versus Boise State. Uh, North Dakota's a subdivision team, but uh, these Dakotas and what do we – grassland plain type teams have had a large large rivalry for a very long time a lot of them played in the lower tiers against each other they're all very good football teams uh boise state's the one who continue to accelerate their program and want to move up i mean i think we both know north dakota state if they wanted to make that jump to division you know one they could easily make that jump but I, I worry a little bit North Dakota marks this game down, takes it pretty serious. They're a solid football team. I don't know if they can go into Boise State, but uh, I'm wondering if Boise State's, you know, they don't start 0-2 a whole lot and don't start 0-2 with a loss at home a whole lot. If they're a little down and this game gets close, what happens there a little bit? Yeah, I, I, I don't know. I don't know if they can lose twice. I'm at curious home. what this number is going to be yeah, now. We'll, It'll be one of those. We'll find out like <laughs> yeah. a few hours before kickoff. That's going to be an 11:55 text. I'm sure to you if you have money left. <laughs> uh, but I'm interested here because I, I think North Dakota. You know, Boy, talk about a downward spiral if, yeah, if Boise loses this that's, one. It just seems like a weird run for them to schedule. They've They've sort of avoided scheduling, you know, a, a lot of those other teams in and around their area that, you know, they certainly didn't schedule North Dakota State, but they don't schedule South Dakota. Yep. They don't schedule Idaho a lot. Uh, you know, not that that, <laughs> that one would not be that much of a worry. Uh, but uh, it, I just, it's an eye on. Another one I had my eye on, mostly just because the spread caught me off guard a little bit here because, uh, I mean, we talked about it. Uh, Georgia's 27.5-point favorites here versus South Carolina. I, I know South Carolina didn't look good for North Carolina, but 30-point uh, well, spread in a conference game like this? This is not last year's Georgia. Yeah. Um, they lost a lot of talent off of this team. And I'm, I'm curious to see how they do, especially on the defensive side of things. Yeah. They've lost some dominant players. Uh, I mean, we saw how good dude on the Eagles looked yes. this past Sunday. Uh, I mean, they had NFL guys on that team yeah. last year. Uh, they're not there on that defense. And, uh, you know, if, 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 if they don't get pressure on Rattler, I mean, every now and then he pops out some good game. Yeah. And, you know, we talked about how we think Georgia may fall apart, not fall apart, but slip up a little bit this year and, and not remain perfect. You know, almost 28 points. Yeah. That's a lot. I don't think I was – because I, South Carolina, I didn't think played ver good versus North Carolina. I was just as stunned at the spread with it. If you move this spread to even like twenty one, I'd probably be like, yeah, okay. But you know, we're we're talking four touchdowns here. I, what have we seen from Georgia? We know nothing about this Georgia team, and this Georgia team does not have the same 
people that it's had the last two years. It's going off name. So I don't know if I'm going to pull the trigger. This one's probably one of those I have to think about because the other thing you know I hate is sitting there watching this South Carolina team look like crap and have to do crazy stuff. Uh, they do have a nut job for yeah. a coach. So uh, it interesting, I, I will say. And another one that's the spread caught me a little bit. Uh, I, I know San Diego State didn't look great versus UCLA, but 24 and a half San Diego State, Oregon State. I know they're going there, but... Uh, that's a lot of respect for Oregon State. That's... I, I. The only thing I could think of was two weeks in a row they're tired of losing money on Oregon State. Because uh, that just seemed big. Uh, yeah. Three, I, three and a half touchdowns is yeah, a lot. I, I don't know if San Diego State... I, it wouldn't be one I pick upset. This was just more one I, I looked at the spread and was like, "Wow, uh, Vegas starting to respect Oregon State a little bit here, and it might think yeah. of them a little bit more than maybe some other people." Slot, you know, we were big on them, but I, I think they think Oregon State's maybe the second best team in the Pac-12. Yeah, I mean, judging from the spread, because I mean, the uh, UCLA spread was I think it was like fourteen. Yeah, 15. it was two touchdowns. Yeah. Uh, maybe, you know, road environment, you know, UCLA doesn't really pack their stadium out very much. Yes. Oregon State does. Uh, I think I'd maybe understand it if it was later in like A little bit further north, you know, it's a longer travel time, but I don't know, 24 and a half, that's a lot of respect for Oregon State for a team that usually doesn't get the respect. Yeah. Uh, It's interesting, I I thought. Um, Next up, uh, I think this is a... This one confused me. Yeah, it's a good battle. I, I will say that. Uh, Minnesota, North Carolina. North Carolina, seven and a half point favorites in this one. Did you watch that Minnesota-Nebraska game week one? Yeah, I I, I think I think they... Well, I mean, who does read North Carolina well? Other than I, when they play Appy State, it's going to be a close game. Um, it probably depends what you think of Appy State. I think we both think Appy State is a good football team. I think we both thought Appy State, yeah, especially coming off that win of North Carolina, South Carolina, that North Carolina was going to be a little bit down. Minnesota, uh, a well, I don't even know what to refer to the Nebraska win as, other than they won the football game. Yeah, yeah both sides looked awful, and uh, Nebraska somehow looked even worse over the weekend. Uh, you know, they beat Eastern Michigan, but once again, I will not. I would not call it a a football dominating performance. It yeah. was a team that had better players than the other team. I, I I just look at this matchup, and I just don't know how. I mean, even if North Carolina doesn't play their best game, I don't know how Minnesota can match the points North Carolina is yeah. going to be able to put on the board, even if it's you know. 28 points. I, I don't know if Minnesota can get, you know, 14. Well, that's – I I I just – I don't I don't understand. I, I like North Carolina probably, like I said, up to two touchdowns here. Yeah. So, I, they're going to be one of my plays for sure. I think North Carolina is the better team here. They are the hosts. And uh, uh, the other thing is I think they're better tested. I believe. It two is, weeks in a it row. It is in Chapel yes, Hill, yeah. yes. Uh, two weeks in a row they've played South Carolina and Appalachian So they've, State. they're ready for tough games. Yeah, I don't, this is probably the weakest of the three think, teams they've played. I think Minnesota thought it was going to play a tough game versus Nebraska, which it was a tough game, but... Uh, yeah. It looked like a high school football yeah, game. Uh, they let Jeff Sims <laughs> do some things, and only towards the end <laughs> did he start turning the ball over uh, numerous times a game. So interesting one there. 
another one I'm interested here, Rutgers, two weeks in a row played, uh, what do I, winning football. I'll call it winning football here. Virginia Tech, uh, this program is dying quickly here. <laughs> yeah. uh, lost at home versus Purdue. I, I thought for sure they just still have a, at least a little enough home field advantage to be able to beat Purdue at home. They were not uh, Purdue thoroughly outplayed them. Uh, Rutgers, it, it keeps creeping up their line. Uh, they're getting a little more respect. I, I told you I thought they could get to like six wins here uh, if they started. Well, what it was well, you said it was year three for Shiano yeah. the first time he was yeah. at Rutgers. It's year three this time around, I and think, isn't it? I thought he could get to six. They had to start three and zero. Oh. Yeah, uh, they got the first two pretty easy. I'm curious your thoughts here. You think this is? I just don't. I, I don't know what the morale is of Virginia Tech. Yeah. I mean, they've got to be just completely just. Well, it'll what are they be playing sunk for? if they <laughs> yeah. go into Rutgers and lose. I mean, Rutgers has nothing to lose in this game. They're yeah. they're they're happy. They're playing well, and Virginia Tech's just trying to stay alive. And I don't know if it's going to happen. Yeah, and I will say Rutgers' offense has looked almost functional the yeah. last two weeks. Hey, it's not going to score with the elite, but. Uh, it's a functional, simplistic offense that can run the ball, can throw play-action passes, and then uh, they beat you up on the defensive side of the ball. So if you aren't capable of scoring points, which Virginia Tech was not capable of scoring points on yeah. Purdue, uh, I think Rutgers starts 3-0, and and maybe they can hit that six-win mark. Uh, we'll see. Uh this one was interesting yeah. because it's a team you like, and yeah. I think it's a team that can play good football. Um you know, hard to judge because Ohio State hasn't looked great, but they haven't needed to look great. The offense looks like they're trying different things. They've been yo-yoing quarterbacks. Now I think they said um, they've picked a starter, and that's what they're going to do. Uh, I think it's the kids that started the two games, not the other one who's been coming in. Uh, 28 for Ohio State versus Western Kentucky here. Um, any chance Western Kentucky can just get this into a shootout and uh, and light it up? I think so. I think Ohio State lacks the physicality that they've had. Well, that's in, what in years I was past. curious. Um, and I, I just, I don't know if they're going to be able to disrupt Western Kentucky's offense. And I think Western Kentucky gets some points on the board. The other number I was looking at was on the over on yeah. this. I think it was low sixties. Um, I, I think Ohio State. Don't get me wrong. Ohio State's going to win this yes. game. I don't. I mean, unless something really crazy happens, I don't see Western Kentucky going into Columbus and getting this upset. But. Uh, they can put points up on the board. They got a good offensive mind at coach, uh, pretty good offense, uh, and I could see this being a forty to twenty something game. But twenty eight's a little large. This is another one I would put probably around twenty one. Yeah, I was the the way I could see it going is you know how Ohio State's lost its game where their defense just collapse and it does become that shootout where the teams are just trading. If they could get some stuff, if Western Kentucky's offense can't. You know, get some open plays. You know, Ohio State lives off defensive pass rush. Uh, if they aren't getting that, then I think this could be a little bit of a game. Otherwise, it's probably going to be a shootout. But another one of those, I thought the spread was a little bit bloated and a little maybe people don't know that Western Kentucky can put points on the board yeah. here. Now, whether they can stop Ohio State, yeah. I don't know. But Ohio State hasn't been scoring uh, versus Worse teams than Western Kentucky. So that's a little concerning, but you don't know how much they sort of just start trying things uh, because they haven't really needed to score uh, so far. Uh, <coughs> next one, 
uh, you want to call it one of the biggest games of the week? Like, yeah, it is for us, <laughs> or me anyway. In the 90s, it was one yeah. of the biggest games. Of, uh, Tennessee's sort of at least replenished some talent, but it, it's certainly not the talent these two teams had in the 90s. I, I will say that. Uh, Tennessee, Florida. Uh, Tennessee's going there six-and-a-half-point favorites. Um I think everybody's a little nervous off the Austin P game, but I, I think everybody sort of doesn't know what to res- expect here because I don't think either anyone knows quite what Florida is. You know, you got the Utah game, didn't look great, but they kept it semi-close. Uh, you mark off the McNeese State game, uh, which is probably Florida did what we thought we were going to do to Austin P. Yep. You don't know what to make of that game. It's just, I think it's a weird game that nobody quite knows I, what to make here. I'm nervous, uh, one, simply because Tennessee never has success in the yes. swamp. We've won twice there, like, in the last 50 years. Uh, you know, each one with about 20-something years apart. So never finding much success in the swamp. Um, you, you know, some positives, Tennessee. I think... The offense has been very vanilla. I think they've been hesitant to show anything. Um, both of the teams they've played the last two weeks, they could have beaten by just running the ball every single play. But in those regards, some of the plays that they did call, Milton was missing throws. I'm concerned about that. And, and Florida's, I mean, don't get me wrong, there's talent on that team. I don't know why uh, you know, people think Florida's going to be absolutely terrible. I mean, it was a pretty good Utah team they lost yeah. to. Um, if In Utah. I think the thing is, and and Florida has a little bit of an edge here because they're the home team. They're going to have to dictate the pace of this game, and they're going to have to make it ugly, uh, force Tennessee into third and longs. I think if this gets into a shootout, it's to Tennessee's advantage um, just because we're the probably more talented offensive team. Um, But Tennessee tends to shoot themselves in the foot and get into third and and long in a matter of seconds. And if Milton's not going to be that consistent passer, they're not going to be able to convert those. And and if Florida, you know, they didn't have very many rushing yards, and that's probably what lost them the game against Utah. Utah, Utah just stuffed them on defense. Um, but they got a lot of rushing yards against McNeese State. I mean, yeah, it is McNeese State. But if they can get somewhere in between those two rushing yards and get over, you know, 150 yards rushing, Florida might be able to control this well, game. Well, that's what – I don't think we know what Tennessee's defense is. I yeah, it's one of those things where it drives me nuts to hear how much improved the defense is when you're playing Virginia and Austin two P. teams who have no offense. And quite honestly, Austin P sort of moved the ball half okay. Better for, than Virginia, you know. Um, and I think the offensive questions come: how much does it have to be sort of vanilla? Because of the quarterback, you know, it looks – the offense has looked similar to what it looked like when Joe Milton has played quarterback for Tennessee in the past. There are plays, and then there are plays that are missed, and that was the whole reason Hooker took over because those plays didn't get missed. And with an offense that plays so fast and will have times where they go three and out, you can't miss those explosive plays. And because you're going to give the ball right back up if those explosive plays are missed. That's when Florida can control the clock, especially if the defense can't control the run. We saw that Austin Peay quarterback run on us half successfully, especially for what that Austin P offensive yeah. line is. Uh, this was an Austin P team who basically did nothing the week before versus Southern Illinois. And I don't think they were... 
playing vanilla versus Southern yeah. Illinois to prep for the Tennessee game. So, little concerning there, but uh, I just I don't think I think we'll know more about each team yeah. after this uh, week and see what they are. Another one where I think sort of a litmus test. Yeah, probably two not. They've been kind of been under the radar this year. Upper so far. crust, but I think we'll find out where BYU, where Arkansas sort of sit in that lay of teams between eight and you know thirty two here. Yeah, and, and these are both teams looking to move towards the top tier of yes. their conference, looking to make that jump. BYU new to the Big Twelve, yeah. um, and Arkansas seeing that you know both at Bama and LSU have a loss now out of conference, but still, do they smell blood in the water? Do they think, hey? The West may be looking for a new division winner. It's our time. You know, yeah. they still got Jefferson if he can stay healthy. So we'll, we'll see what happens. I, I'm. This is another one where I don't have a good feel. I don't quite know what Arkansas is. Uh, you know, we watched BYU play Sam Houston, who's just moving to, uh, you know, out of the subdivision. But it, it's always been a pretty good football program. Yeah. They couldn't move the ball at all on BYU. And then the next week it was, uh, you know, a Southern Utah team. Uh, now, granted, that Southern Utah team went and played Arizona State to uh, a one-point game, but, yeah. you know, and Arkansas has basically uh, played nobody. So it's just hard to gauge what these are. Arkansas 8, that seems a pretty fair line. Yeah. I might have reduced it a little bit, but you're getting that extra tax uh, for the home game here. Yeah, I think home team, you know, that's three to four points. Yeah. Straight up, I think they're – you know, it should be three to four points. Yeah. So add those together. That gets you around eight. Yeah, I think so. Uh, let's move to this one. Speaking of Oof. no <laughs> idea. I, you need to talk me out of this. Um, I saw this. Houston at home getting plus seven and a half after they burned me when I took UTSA at Houston. I'm tempted to take Houston again this well, week. Well, I... And TCU may be terrible. Yes, but I... I don't think there's a way to judge. Their but defense, Houston gave up 60 points that's, to Rice. That's my concern. Uh, I'll be know, with a little bit of extra time there. TCU's defense, I will say, looked better last week. Granted, that was <laughs> for someone incapable of moving the ball forward. Um, the one thing I can say in this game, I know TCU will score points. Yeah. That is about the only thing. I don't know if they can stop Houston, but... Houston tends to do things like stop themselves, which is why they painted themselves in a deep, deep hole versus Rice. Now, granted, my play of just whatever Houston does in the first half, <laughs> play the live and go the opposite. Hit yet again. <laughs> probably is the way to go. Um, but I, I, think, I think we'll know more about TCU here. Yeah. If they can sort of rewrite the ship, get back on track. Probably put them back at least into a competent football team, but if they struggle defensively again, I think we probably have to write off TCU as a at least a Big Twelve contender uh, for the year uh, this year. Yeah, I mean they've already got that one ugly loss, and if you go into Houston, who has proven to be inconsistent at best, uh, and lose that one, that's going to be a tough. They will have capable players. That's all I can say. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. this. Whether it's I gotta, managed right and channeled properly, there's no doubt. I have to talk myself out of taking this one. I, I, I've i been eyeballing it, but, I, you know, I'll jump off and Houston will win by 30. Yeah. They will get the best Houston performance yeah. in 20 years. I'll just have to be okay with it. 
All right. Uh, is that a is this a conference game this year? Is Houston in there yet? No, they aren't. Are they? Yeah. No, they're back. They're at Big yeah. Twelve. So we're yeah. It's a conference. <laughs> it's game. a conference game. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, because BYU and Houston yeah. both joined this year. Yeah. All right. Old school Southwest Conference days in effect <laughs> here. Uh, TCU and Houston. Uh, last one. Uh, I don't know if this was going to be a huge, huge matchup, but it was probably Washington's first at least half legitimate test. But, a little bit uh, of a cloud over this game now. But uh, Michigan State, uh, if, if the Mel Tucker contract wasn't bad before, looks worse and worse. I, I, I think it's one of those, you know, a lot of people have been jumping to conclusions on this. I think we need to wait. Yeah. Because... You know, we've only heard one side of the story. We're, we need to wait on the investigation and stuff. I, I hate to try to to try to judge people before no. we know all the details, but it's ugly nonetheless. Yes, he probably should not have been making phone calls. Yeah, that he was making whether it, after midnight. Yes, <laughs> whether it was forced or unforced, that'll come. You out can't put yourself way. in those situations. That's exactly right. That's why you get whether it's whether. Whether she's accused making false accusations or not, as a responsible adult male, you have to avoid situations that could portray you in a bad yes. light like this. You're given the tenure. and he may very well be guilty of all these accusations. Yes. I just I don't want to you know we've only heard her side of the story yes. at this point, and you know the Michigan State's playing it safe. They're suspending yeah. him now, and then they're going to yes find everything out, and we'll see what happens. But it's going to be hard to rally the troops now. Yeah. Uh, Michigan State, also a school that uh, isn't exactly the cloud of institution here of uh, uh, handling these things well. But, uh, you know, like you said, no judgment yet other than probably make better decisions. That's why they give you a 10-year deal with millions of dollars. Yeah. Make better decisions. Uh, Any chance Michigan State has of – I mean, I – it was slim before. Uh, I haven't like. Granted, they've won big both weeks, but I haven't liked the way they've looked. Uh, I think. I think this is a chance for Washington to really put themselves yeah. on the radar, and they might take advantage. Yeah, I. <laughs> this could get ugly. Is big, uh, but it's in Washington, isn't yes, it? Yes, it is. Yeah, it's going to be hard to get that Michigan State team ready to go uh, without their coach on that big of a road trip. Yeah, I. It was a long shot last week before this stuff dropped. Now with this stuff dropping, I, I, I don't think Michigan State is Washington scored. team total over. Yeah, I think that would be something to look at. <laughs> uh, but I just don't think Michigan State, even before this, was capable of yeah. scoring with Washington. And now with this, there's no I think they had a fluke year the year that they thought Mel Tucker yes. was an amazing coach. And then they're like, oh, lifetime deal. Well, and, uh, they, they did the stupid thing when supposedly SEC schools started sniffing around him, especially LSU. They felt the need to throw a 10-year deal on a football coach who was... Completely unproven. I'd call semi-successful at Colorado and uh, one okay year at Michigan State. If you watched any of those games from when he won, what did he win, nine or ten games? It, It wasn't exactly like they were playing dominant football with legit dudes yeah. who were great. So just a little jumping the gun and giving any coach a 10-year deal. There possibly is like two football coaches <laughs> in the world I would be giving 10-year deals to. And uh, 
one who wins nine games or ten games with Michigan State is not one of them. But uh, nonetheless, anything else in college? No, like I said, I think it, I think it's actually kind of a light week this year as, as in terms of marquee matchups. I think we've got a lot of interesting, could be good games, um, but probably none, none that should be impacting the playoff picture and, unless we see a crazy upset happen. Yeah, uh, you know, I just – it's been a weird three weeks here for college football. Yeah, this it seems like this year is going to be very much a wild card year. I'm looking forward to maybe seeing a different lineup in the playoffs this yeah. year. I think it it could be good for college football to see some different teams there. Yeah, and Clemson's it, out. Yeah, well, I say <laughs> that they beat Florida State and don't lose another game. <laughs> All right, uh, I think that closes up. It it just seems like there hasn't been a great mark. I know they were pumping that. Texas Bama game that was a little bit of a dud. I, I think they thought they'd get something great out of Tulane and Ole Miss, and that I mean, the game was good. It just it didn't have the NFL quarterback on the other side, and well, we got Jackson Dart, who's interesting on the Ole Miss side, but it, it just doesn't seem we've had the you know marquee marquee college games early that we've gotten the last handful of years. So we'll see what this week's like. Uh, and uh, see if we get any good games this week. Uh, let's move to the NFL. All right. Fun NFL week. I, I. Week one's always strange. Yeah, it's just you. Think I went you, into it all optimistic. <laughs> oh, I got great winners. I know what I'm doing. Yeah, you and, think you know the ooh. NFL. You don't know the NFL. No one knows the NFL. Uh, that's why the sports books love it. Yeah, I think that's exactly right. Uh, I think the underdogs went something like eight and seven, but I know the uh, home dogs uh, because I had the parlay with it uh, went something like uh, two and six. So who knows? A uh, couple thoughts from opening week: who you're impressed with, who you weren't impressed with. I think everybody has to be impressed with the Niners uh but you know it's sort of a mix and match thing uh I'm I'm surprised to see Purdy still be as good as he is I think that was my big takeaway in that game not so much that the Niners could rip but I I mean Purdy was an efficient beast ball where it needed to be when it needed to be and it I it's just one of those things where you watched him in college anyway he was a good college quarterback. Those Iowa State teams were good college football teams, but they were never great college football teams. He was never great college football quarterback. And then you see this, and you're like, is this guy one of the top ten best quarterbacks in the yeah. NFL? With As efficient as he is throwing the ball and getting it to the right place, it, I think that was really good. Uh one team that really impressed me, and I know it was the biggest margin of difference, yeah. uh, but I thought the Cowboys looked great. Uh, I know Giants equals bad, but the Cowboys just had their foot on the throat defensively the entire yeah. game. I, I that, Maybe the best defense in national football. Yeah, I think that was – and uh, I, I will say the rookie quarterbacks, we'll get into it, but I, I thought Anthony Richardson looked pretty good and comfortable, which – of yeah. the three, I thought he looked you know, the most. I, the one I watched the most of was Bryce Young yeah. at, at Carolina. And um, there was – he had a couple of bad turnovers. They were very similar um, yeah. to um, interceptions where he didn't see the safety sitting yeah. over the middle and it just got picked off. <clears throat> but he led one drive down the field, and he looked 
really good. He had a moment where he was hitting his checkdowns, hitting his reads, and I think he could grow into a really good player at, at Carolina. Yeah. Uh, Maybe not this year, but I think if he gets a lot of good experience, he's going to develop. Yeah, I, I I watched that game on uh, Monday or Tuesday. I watched it, you know, the quick version on my NFL Plus. Yeah. And, you know, that offense just isn't very good. Yeah. And I, I, you know, I I was even hearing, I heard listened to a couple podcasts, and they were like, oh, he looked bad. And I'm like, well, what do you want? Well, I mean, I texted you. I it was, was right like, after that drive. I didn't think he looked bad. Some bad turnovers, but what do you expect from a rookie quarterback yeah. with a weak wide receiver team? Not a great offense. Well, honestly, line. their defense was terrible. And so, I mean, Atlanta ran the ball down their throat the whole game. Yeah. Uh, but like I said, he had some shining moments that were impressive. Yeah, they're not going to be a great team this year, but he showed the potential that he could be a starting quarterback in the NFL. I, I, that's my opinion. I did not. Watch it and think, oh, this guy's terrible. Now I did watch it and was like, wow, this guy's really, really small. I, I was the one I was least impressed with was Stroud at at Houston. Yeah, I, he also probably got dealt the hardest card yeah, he, out of all the rookie quarterbacks. And I, they, their game plan seemed to be just check it down. It's yeah. like one look if the receiver's wide open, throw it. If not, check it down. So I, I mean, hard to judge. Plus, I think that was probably the toughest game. There was there. It's just you know, didn't see much from there. I will say I was I was impressed with Richardson. That one now. I mean, we knew he could make throws. Yeah. I mean, we we I we both watched that him. game was very competitive. Yeah. We watched him in college and was like, this guy's got something. It's just that one needed to be molded, and it looked more competent than I think I thought coming in yeah, early. That's definitely a team I think a year or two from now, if they get some more weapons around yeah. him, could be pretty good. I, I might not head first run him quite as much. Protect that body for a little yeah, bit. Yeah, you might want to keep him uh, in the in the field of play for more than half the season. Yeah. that it. The first touchdown run I didn't mind. It, it was that. Now, I think some of that was him. He saw it and tucked it. But that one at the end where they're just trying to get a garbage miracle comeback. Maybe don't have him take that shot. Yeah. Uh, now, he's a big dude. It, it's not, you know, like Bryce Young, who <laughs> does look very small out there. Yeah. But uh, I, I was impressed with Richardson. And uh, the Colts team looked better than I thought they would. At least offensively, they hung with that Jags team for a little bit. Now, uh, you know whether he can do that every week, probably a question. But I, I will say, of the rookies, I was most impressed with Richardson. I was like, wow, he. Yeah. It makes you just think if he had stayed in Florida one more year, uh, it would have been interesting. Uh, let's talk the Thursday game, Chiefs Lions, because it was probably the best matchup of two of the, I'd say, top teams. Yeah. You know, uh, I don't want to go Mike Tirico and say full asterisk here, but, you know, Gosh. you know, it's an NFL game. We're going to have it all year long where guys are going to be. I mean, there's going to be injuries. It's part of the game. Yeah. You can't say there's going to needs to yeah. be an asterisk when a player's out. But you are starting to see, you know, the Chiefs, they've been playing a, a, a thin line. They've yeah. been riding the last three years where they get talented receivers. Eh, we've got Mahomes. We'll replace you with somebody yeah. else. But they've always had guys like they had the Mecole Hardman. Yeah. They had some of these other guys behind that were adequate and serviceable. I think they've dug themselves a little too deep yeah. at receiver talent, and they don't quite have the guys, and, and they really miss Kelsey well, in this Well, that's, game. I think, 
they can't win without Kelsey. Whereas I think I, I a couple years ago when they had Hill and uh, uh, Watkins and stuff like that, Kelsey was the epitome of the offense. But they could lose him for a game or two. I I, I think if anybody any you know big time receivers hit the market before uh, trade deadlines, Devontae. Yeah, uh, who I know. thought looked really good. He's just a good uh, Mike receiver. Evans. Uh, I th- I think who also looked really good. <laughs> uh, I think the Chiefs may be in the market for somebody. Yeah, uh, especially the, if you know Kelsey's health is going to be a question throughout the year. The Hopkins signing would have been nice because, well, we'll get to that team's quarterback play here in a second. Um, but you know, uh, Lions defensively, I thought looked improved. Offense was a little shaky. It found its points here and there, but I mean, I. Think we expect, especially when the Lions are at home in the dome, this offense will get yeah. Tom. And I'm I've been really impressed with golf, yeah. uh, mainly just ball control. They, yeah. I've, he's setting records on uh, passes without an interception right yeah. now. Uh, Chiefs, I, I, I don't get. I worry about the receivers more in the playoffs. I think they'll win their well. Their division's yeah. pretty winnable. Yeah, um, I think we watched the Broncos and Raiders, and we're not overly impressed. And then. Anyone who watched the Chargers do what the Chargers yeah, do. Yeah, great offense, horrendous <laughs> defense. Yeah. Well, that's a good thing their head coach isn't a defensive guy. So, <laughs> Anyway, uh, Chiefs-Lions was interesting. I I think the other interesting one, we, we talked about it a little, Satan's-Titans. Um, Did we learn of, anything from this game at all? I, I think we learned Ryan Tannehill might. I, I honestly was questioning during the game, should they just go ahead and throw one of those those young guys well, out that's, there? I've, because they're not – what are they gaining from Tanner? Well, that's why I was – He threw three interceptions. Yes, and uh, it probably could have been six. And, 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 <laughs> only, and only had like 150 yards passing. That's what you want to keep in there? I mean, heck, I mean, throw those guys out there. At worst, they duplicate what he just did. Well, that's what – I almost sent you the text – because I at least think, then you know what those guys are. I didn't are know if you thought I was joking, but I, I think I started to become serious towards that second half. Like, and, and the Saints were dropping interceptions. That's what too. I mean. Like it, he definitely could have thrown four or five. It was three. I think it could have been six. I saw a couple <laughs> go right off the defender's hands, and I was like, oh, and, it was ugly. Um, and I wanted to be like, do we just put Willis in here well, this game? What I wonder right is is how long the stars on the Titans are going to be cool with Tannehill being the starter yeah. if he keep, continues to perform like the this. The quarterback play looked bad, bad. And I thought the Saints, we don't know how both defenses could have been really good. Yeah. I think that's what was hard to gauge here. We know the Saints defense has good players on it. Uh, Titans defense looked pretty solid. Uh, that might have played a little I, I, bit. Into I am a it. little annoyed. I texted you about this. There was a clear fumble that they called an yeah. incomplete pass that the Titans recovered, and they got it where they recovered it. But Bayard was going to the end yeah. zone with that, and that pretty much changed the game right then and there. Yeah. Because if they get a touchdown there, they may be grabbing momentum. Yeah. Uh, so I was a little disappointed in that, but sometimes that's the way it goes. Yeah. Uh, talk about the. Decision making at the end, which I think feeds into the quarterback play. I think that's why it confused me so much. Uh, you know, down four, fourth and twelve or third and twelve, they get the probably six yards to make it about a fourth and six. 
But it was on like the way. Eight yards from the goal line. Yeah. Ten yards from the goal line. It. I could see the end zone from the view, and just a weird coaching decision by Brable. You like, you don't get much. Uh, kicks a field goal to make it a one point game. They never get the ball back. I I I mean, it's it's still a, a touchdown game if you go yeah. for it and don't get. And it. And you have to get the stop. Yeah. You, either way, you're having to get the stop. So I I I, I mean, you got to go for the touchdown there. That's, Every everyone was scratching their heads on that decision. Um, and they 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 did actually a couple times almost get the ball yeah. back. Um, and until they gave up a fifty yeah. yard bomb and yeah. and the game was over, but. Um, it's just one of those decisions where you're a genius if you pull it off or you're an idiot if you don't, and he did not pull it off, so I yeah. thought it was a stupid decision. The, the thing that confused me, as we mentioned it, they hadn't really scored or driven down very much all game. So you're depending on a stop, no timeouts, all of a sudden this offense that hadn't basically done anything with a quarterback who hadn't done anything all game. They're like, ah, oh, with a minute 15, we're going to drive 45 yards, get us in field goal, and kick it. Though we haven't done that pretty much the whole game. It Confusing decision. Yeah. Not one Brable, not a coaching one I see Brable. Normally I like a lot of his coaching decisions. This was not one of yeah. them. Yeah, it seemed weird. and It seemed just to make the score close. And in eight weeks we go, well, it was a one-point game versus the Saints. <laughs> You know, I think we already got that today. From we did get it. <laughs> and I'm like, well, yes, but they kicked a meaningless field goal with two minutes left to just make the score closer. Uh, we're going to go into Bucks vikings because uh, I think I warned you about this well, you three know, different days. Well, it's funny. Week. I thought the Vikings were going to handle this because I hate <laughs> the Bucks. Uh I think they're mm-hmm. a terrible team this year, but... The Vikings are exactly what they've been for like yep. three years now. They went into halftime, and I'm pretty sure Cousins had like 320 yards That's passing correct. at halftime. I texted you. I was like, he's going to break the passing mm-hmm. record in this game. Um, he threw for about 30 yards in the second half. Uh, yep. And uh, <laughs> and it, uh, turnover, turnover. And the turnover, turnover, then the turnover to pretty much seal up the game. Um, I will say the Bucks didn't look. No. Atrocious defense looked okay. Uh, Baker was not, he wasn't the worst quarterback on the field, I'll say that. He's another one that, can he still healthy all year playing like that? I don't know. He was taking a lot of hits. I mean, Evans, they still got some dudes. Yeah. And in a game like that, first the Vikings, which probably should just be the poster for Kirk Cousins put up his numbers and every meaningful play in the game. Does not succeed, but every sort of meaningless play in the game certainly is worth a 30- or 40-yard pass. But, uh, you know, the Vikings are what they are. We'll see what the Bucks can do. They're I mean, certainly in a division where it's takeable. Ah, uh, my Falcons. <laughs> yeah. I like the Falcons. Desmond Ritter was back there <laughs> dropping two-yard dives all over the place. They looked real confident in having him <laughs> drop back and pass a lot. I think they threw, what, 15 times? 12? It was not very many. Uh, Dolphins-Chargers, probably the best game on the day. Probably the most entertaining yeah. game. Uh, Tyreek Hill was open a whole lot. <laughs> uh, I thought Tua was awesome throwing yeah. darts. Hill was awesome. Waddle was awesome. The Dolphins' offense looked awesome. 
Chargers offense looked awesome in stretches and awful in stretches, and the Chargers defense looked atrocious. Uh, Darwin James is really good. That's about all I can say good on the Chargers defense. Yeah, this game was back and forth, and uh, it just seemed like every time the Chargers would would jump ahead, the Dolphins would close that lead instantly yeah. and, and go down and score again. And and Tyreek Hill was just getting the ball at will. Yeah, uh, He had to leave the game a couple times just to take a breather because he was running all over the place. But as soon as he came in, you knew where the ball was going, and he was getting it anyway. Yeah, and if it wasn't him, it was Waddle, and if it wasn't him, it was River Crawcraft. And if it wasn't him, Mozart looked good, too. Uh, this might be the year the Dolphins win the AFC East. I was going to ask. Uh, now, it shifted a little bit. Now, you know, we're going to go a little overvalued, undervalued after a couple of these blowouts. I, I don't think I put the Bills quite on that list Yes, yet from that uh, game, but... I, I liked the way the Dolphins looked, and then the way they closed that game where once they had that, they just sacked Herbert three straight times. Their defense doesn't have to be great. Yeah, It's just got to find a handful of play. It's got to be a little like the Chiefs where they got a couple guys on the defensive line to make a couple plays and just let that offense work. But uh, I just hope everybody stays healthy. Yeah, I, if, that, if that offense stays healthy, it's going to light people up. Uh, we already talked rookie quarterbacks. Uh, Talk Jets a little bit. It was uh, very hell, unfortunate. Hell of a season. It was. <laughs> They're still a good team. Um, I, I guess they're just going to have to roll the dice with Zach Wilson. I don't know if there's really any free agents you could bring in. That would be better. Than that would be better would. than Zach Wilson. Not really. Um, it, it's, it's just it's unfortunate. I, I feel for Jets fans. I really do. I thought he was going to be. I think there's a chance Zach Wilson can play NFL quarterback. Yeah. Now, he's not going to be Aaron Rodgers. But, but, I mean, this team is still capable of being a playoff football team. I think they can. They've got a really good defense. Yes. And if, you know, you want to go into how the Jets have managed Zach Wilson in his years there, probably some problems there. But I, I think there's a quarterback in there somewhere. I, you know, ship him over to San Francisco and Brett Purdy in there. <laughs> we might be telling different stories on how great one is and the other isn't. But uh, we'll see where the Jets go. Um, you know, it maybe can sneak to that 9-10 win mark. That was important to grab that win there uh, yeah. because it's sort of one they sort of stole because they didn't look great. Buffalo didn't look great either, but, uh, you know, I – Buffalo certainly looked like the better team once. I was I was proud of the fight back from New England after that terrible start they had. They really ground their way back into being competitive in the game with the Eagles. They did, but you know, good win by the Eagles too. I mean, go into yeah New England and on Brady Day on Brady Day. (laughs) (laughs) All right, uh, I I didn't want to break down all the games this week, but I I wanted to look at a couple of the you know sort of games that blowouts because. Probably the biggest overreaction like betters make is from week one to week two. Mm. You, you mentioned it. We see the Cowboys play. They went 40 to nothing. You know, good win, defense, great. But also, uh, the first eight minutes of that game, pretty much everything that could go wrong for the Giants went wrong, and everything that could go wrong for the Cowboys went right. And there were a couple others in there. So I'm curious – what you make of these lines. Uh, we'll start out with the Bengals, who uh, 
uh, didn't even look like a professional football team over the weekend. Yeah. Maybe it was rain. Maybe it was Burrow. We both thought the Bengals would start a little slow, but that line looked bad. Uh, their receivers that line's looked, been bad for three yeah. years. The receivers did not look great. Burrow did not look great. The defense, I did. They not, didn't look ready to play. Yeah. Uh, I mean that. That's what I mean. They looked like they were half asleep. And they go because because you know Cleveland did not look good. No, I that's I was gonna say it wasn't like I thought. Watson was out there dropping dimes all over the place. Yeah. He, if Burrow didn't look as bad as he did, I think we'd have some questions about Watson as well because I thought he yeah. sort of looked like garbage as well. But they play the Ravens here. I, I mean, other Achilles blowout, Dobbins. Gosh, that's that's sad. You know, yeah. I had him uh, in my fantasy. I, I, was, I didn't have any top dog running backs, but I had a lot of good, decent yeah. ones, and he was one of them. Have, he was having a good day. <laughs> And then it was over. Yeah, it. You know, you feel bad for the Rogers thing, but at least well, he's, he's had a and, full and career. When Dobbins hasn't got his contract yet. Yeah, and he was in the midst of a little bit of a holdout. I don't think he got paid. He did not, and you know this ACL, you know Achilles. He's been banged up basically since he got drafted. You wonder how long he's gonna last. And I mean, this is he's the reason why I don't totally. I understand why the football guys. Hold out because yeah, basically this guy's career it will be a long shot. Well, my thing is for is him to get back and get a contract. Organizations don't care about loyalty. Yeah, it's a business. They're looking out for them. The players got to look out for the yeah. players. I mean, they just they they can't afford to, and it's just unfair because situations like this happen, and now he's probably not going to get paid. Yeah. and uh, and he's going to. It might be a training camp invite to see if he can do anything, and once yeah. you're in that mode, you. Career's pretty much done unless... So, yeah, if you're in a position to get paid, you need to make sure you get paid. Yeah. And the Dobbins thing is a little sad because I think we both... I definitely, when he got drafted by the Ravens, I was like, that's going to be a nice little... Yeah. Just a continuation of the Ravens. He fits their, their their offensive game and plan very well. never hit. Yeah. Uh, you know, injuries killed it. But Ravens, Bengals, do we get a better Bengals this week or... Do we think that continues slow start here and the Ravens sort of uh, catch another one I th- here? I think the Bengals are going to have to rally the troops and circle the wagons here because this is another divisional game. Yeah. And and what we say is probably the tightest division in yeah. the NFL. Well, we they, got the other one next, too, that uh, we're going to talk about. They need this win. Yeah. And the Bengals are talented. I, th- I think they rally, and I think they turn it around a little bit this week. Uh, I think there's some there's some there's actually some good value taking the Bengals. Yeah. You, you flip things, too. They, they haven't played – Oddly enough, they have not played the Browns well in, you know, like 10 years. You know, as bad as the Browns have been, they have played the Ravens well uh, the last handful of years. I'm also interested to see how well the Ravens play offensively, especially without Dobbins. Yeah, uh, we'll see what they have there. uh, Uh, They they... lost two guys on the defensive side of the ball, too. Their other corner went out. So, you know, things starting to get a little thin on that Ravens side of the defense. But we'll see what the Bengals look like. I'd probably stay away from the Bengals. I w- well, I probably won't grab the Ravens, but I didn't like what I saw. I think I'm going to need to see the Bengals start to feel a little bit more yeah. smooth than just be real aggressive on him here in week two. You got the flip-flop side of things on the Browns, who looked really, really good. Now this is usually when they go and uh, look awful in a game. Uh, but... I'm not sure you could look 
much more awful than the Steelers looked on uh, Sunday. How much of that was the Niners? I don't know, but Pickett did not look like a very good quarterback. Uh, defense did not look great. Uh, yeah. I read Hampton's going to be out. That's a huge miss in the middle of the Pittsburgh D. Uh, continue on with uh, Brown's life here. and The season of greatness is coming. Or Steelers sort of button down the hatches here and come back better than they looked in uh, week one. I was not impressed with the Browns win. Um, So I I thought it had more to do with the Cincinnati being really, really bad. Because even though the score was big, if you watch that game, it, it... Browns did not run away with it until the last part of that fourth quarter. And I, and I think the 49ers just might be that good. Yeah. Um, so I, I'm not reading t- as much into the Steelers' loss as you are. Um, and, and, and you know Tomlin's such a great coach. Um, I think they bounce back. I don't know if they get the win. I think this is going to be a very tightly contested game. Yeah. Uh, I'm not going to overreact to the Steelers yet, but I need – some improvement from Pickett this week. Yeah. Uh, I was also disappointed I've got Najee Harris in fantasy, yeah. and he didn't do a whole lot. Now, I will say, uh, the Browns' offense did not look – the Browns' defense looked yeah. really, really good. Well, uh, they've, they've had that for yeah. years. I, I didn't want to totally crap on the Browns. Uh, the offense looked yeah porous, but the defense looked like a behemoth that could get on top of the quarterback. And if they get up like they did in that game, and, and that – line can just start rushing the passer uh your quarterback's gonna be having a bad day this one's interesting uh because it's it's a good good you can't look much better than the 49ers did and uh i don't think we saw the receiver combination uh, with the rams popping out like it did but uh i I will say i thought stafford looked healthy and capable of moving around and got the ball where it went and there's still enough quality defenders on the Rams that yeah. they caused the Seahawks problems. And he was finding he was finding Higby. He was finding uh, uh, Puka. Puka and uh, Tutu. Yeah. The combo of Puka and Tutu, the best wide receiver <laughs> duo. Um, and he, and and they were open. Mm-hmm. They were they were finding a lot of space against uh, Seattle. Uh, I was impressed. I I really thought the Rams were going to come out weak. Yeah, and, and bad this year, and they they really hung tough and looked looked like a playoff team. Yeah, uh, if Stafford can be that now, we, we got the reverse here too. The Rams always play the Seahawks well; they never play the Niners well. Yeah. So, uh, you know, do the Niners keep this rolling, or do you expect Rams to stay sort of spunky here? I, I was impressed, especially that second half, with how well. Sort of Stafford moved in that pocket and got the ball to you know their guys. I think this is one. I mean, eyeball the over. I, th- I think we're going to see a lot of points in this one. Interesting. All right. Uh, speaking of the team, the Rams played the Seahawks. Uh, that we were Seahawks. big on the Seahawks futures <laughs> chances, and uh, those seem to be I don't fading look, fast. Yeah, I, I, I'm not. Gino did not look. I'm not jumping off the Steelers bandwagon quite yet, uh, but. This one, I, I probably opened the train door and staring at whether to do a little hop off here. Uh, Seahawks' first half looked all right. That second half, I don't know what to make of it. Didn't they just pay Gino a lot of money, too? 
It wasn't a ton. It wasn't a ton. So, because they've got a ton of weapons. Yes. Um, but he doesn't get them the ball very well. Right. Uh, he did it last year, but it, it's really struggled. Well, I, th- I think that's the I question. mean, it's it's one game. Yeah. So, but at what point do the Seahawks look at their future and be like, maybe we just lose a lot this year. <laughs> we get someone to slide in to play quarterback with all these weapons and we get a fast turnaround. Well, I think that's... Because is it Geno Smith of last year, or was that just one of those weird outlier years that in uh, forty years when we're old, like remember that year Geno Smith was good? Yeah, uh, because he was awful the next year, and uh, I mean I don't think they moved the ball five yards in that. They looked half. they looked fine in the first half. Yeah, and and looked like they were in control of the game, and then just disappeared. Yeah, it, but. I was watching, the, you know, I had all the games on. I was watching it first half. I was like, okay, this is normal Seahawks. That second half started, and I kept, I'm like, the Seahawks haven't moved the ball two yards in this yeah. second half. And I was like, the Rams are just, the Seahawks defense, this is why I, I ju- Seahawks defense did not look great, especially in that second half. I, I mean, we make our jokes about Tutu and Pookie, but, uh, <laughs> I mean, that probably shouldn't be carving up your secondary, yeah. uh, you know. And it, it the defense concerned me, and whether that was just a weird outlier from Geno last year, and we get more what we're used to from Geno Smith. So not quite there. Lions this week, another tough game. This could be an 0-2 Seahawks. Yeah, I, I think it will be. Yeah, especially with the way that defense looked. Yeah. I, I need to see improvement. Uh, we might be And the inconsistency of, on yeah. offense. Yes. Uh, we might. I might be off that scene. We might be crossing off the <laughs> Seahawks' futures <laughs> pretty quick here. Uh, the one who did look really good, uh, yeah. Packers. Yeah. Jordan Love looked good. Running game looked good. Defense looked really, really good. Are we overreacting here? Uh, they play the Falcons, who I, I don't want to say look good. They looked like the Falcons. I mean, they did play the Bears. Yes, the Falcons played the Panthers. So that is true. I I think this one's hard to predict because I don't think we think explosiveness out of the Falcons. I think we think they can run the ball really well and control the game. Packers, I I think their defense is good. I are. Is that a normal normal Jordan Love performance? Because I actually thought he's not a rookie quarterback, but he looked like a smart quarterback who yeah. got the ball where it needed to be, and he didn't even have Christian Watson in this game. Yeah, uh, yeah, they looked they looked solid. Um, I, this is going to be a fun one to watch. I don't know if I'll bet on this one or yeah, not. I probably won't bet because it needs to be a wait and see. I I a little angry. I didn't do more on the Packers, and I got. A little too freaked out. Now, granted, up into the point when I was making my bets, that there might not have been a Dobbs too. That yeah. was, <laughs> and I and be- he made a lot of yeah, their plays. I I became a little more concerned when it wasn't Watson and Dobbs yeah. going to be in there. Uh, but once it was Dobbs, I, I put a little bit on the Packers. Then uh, the team that Packers played, uh, the defense looked atrocious. Yeah, uh, Justin Fields looked atrocious until the last eight minutes of the game where. Magically, uh, fantasy numbers came. So, Justin Fields is... Uh, He's a, just not a passer. A top fantasy quarterback still maintains, but uh, I think this Bears team might be pretty bad. But 
that being said, I, I I'm not real aggressive on taking the Bucks minus three here. <laughs> that seems like a scary prospect. Um, can we play the under twenty four <laughs> points in this game? Yeah, this one is interesting. It's almost I haven't talked myself into it. It's really early, but if you're giving me Bears plus, I. I might. I mean, are, do we think that highly of the Bucks now? Just That's what I'm just because they beat the Vikings. I'm like, where do we get respect here? Because the Vikings basically threw that game away uh, to them. I don't know. I I had. The, I mean, the Vikings moved the ball at will that yes. entire game and still lost That's because that's correct. what the Vikings do. Correct. And but a couple bad turnovers, a breakdown on a defensive but play. Fields might actually be able to play offense against the Bucks. That's what I'm wondering. Can we get a little Bears here? And they they aren't as bad as they looked first. The Getting Packers. points is kind of nice. That's where I'm at. <laughs> but uh, that one will be a very very late decision. That's a. We call that the 1258. Do I talk myself into the Bears uh, versus the Bucks uh, after what I saw from the Bears last week? I, I'm interested in that one because uh, I, I don't know if I can live in the world where the Bucks are 2 0 either. So yeah. it's an interesting one. We're going to go Giants here. Uh, you know, we talked Oof. about it a little bit. Basically, everything that could go wrong did. Can, can they have a snap and clear mentality That's and, and what, start their season over this week? Do we wipe that away now? Road five and a half point or favorites always a little nerve wracking, but uh, you know we we didn't talk about the uh, Washington football team playing the Cardinals. Uh, they're the Commanders now. Okay, they're. I think there's a petition out to become the Redskins again. So. <laughs> yeah, that'll get put over. Uh, both teams were bad in the yeah. Cardinals Washington yeah. game. Uh that that was on the bottom corner. And you can it, tell it did not get turned to other than watching Sam Howell give the Cardinals a handful of points, but the Cardinals not being able to do anything. I also think that the Cardinals I they may have some players that want to be competitive, but I think the organization as a whole wants Caleb Williams. Yeah. And I think they're gonna to try to lose games. I think so as well. Uh I think this is a good chance for the Giants to get. That's one what back. I was gonna. I think it is. Wipe it, go in, get one back. Forget the Cowboy game ever happened. We'll see what it comes. Uh, I was not impressed with the Cardinals. Now that being said, I, I was not impressed. With I mean, Washington. yeah. Well, the other <laughs> thing is, is we weren't exactly impressed with the Giants either. Yes. Uh, so we'll see. But I, I think this is more their level of. They win these. Yeah. This is how they won games last year. They yeah. beat. The teams they should have beaten. Um, Cowboys looked as great as ever. Uh, We're going to get a lot of Zach Wilson in primetime this year because they had all these games scheduled for Aaron Rodgers. Yes, I know. Uh, <laughs> the other thing is, if you had taken the early line on this on Sunday, oh, gosh. it was Cowboys minus three. <laughs> so uh, if you could have predicted the Aaron Rodgers injury, you could have had a nice little Sunday line of minus three Cowboys. It's nine and a half now. Um, Boy, that's disrespecting the Jets. That's what I... I like the Cowboys. I thought they played well defensively. Yeah. that's. Can their offense cover a 10-point spread? Are we thinking that... Because if you go and watch that game, the Cowboys offense legit didn't have to do anything. Well, I mean, the defense and special teams combined with two two touchdowns. Yes. And then seven sacks. 
and got on the ball back a couple times on, on, their on side. yeah on their side of the field. I mean they they accounted for over half their points. Yes, if you look at the the you know gaining possession yes. on the Giants side of the Correct. field, so the offense didn't have to do anything. Yeah, so that's what I. I I was a little stunned this was... And the Jets' defense is still one of the best nine and a in half. the country. Now, yeah, they will probably cause havoc and the Jets won't score much, but I'm how much are we thinking the Cowboys are going to score here? I don't nine know. and a half seemed like a lot. That's the a, biggest spread this week. A large it? jump, yes. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Interesting. I, I, I think it's an odd... I wouldn't feel comfortable ever taking the Cowboys minus nine and a half. That's what I was ever. living. Now, do I live in the world where I go Jets on the road here uh, with season let down? Uh, maybe they can bounce back from that, but it's got to be a little head hanging yeah. in there. I mean, I think they probably had talked themselves that they could be Super Bowl contenders. I, I think you know now. You probably aren't Super Bowl contenders. Yeah. You can still get in the playoffs. Maybe make a little bit of a run, but... Maybe. Yeah. AFC's going to be tough. That's what I mean. Playoff yeah. spots are going to be a premium in the AFC. Correct. So I I don't know, but you can at least talk yourself into that. I, yeah. You no longer can talk yourself probably into a championship level. All right, big week in soccer. Let's preview a couple yeah. of these I'm curious about. Let's start out in the Premier League. One I'm interested in because... This is a big... Um, this is another one of those litmus test games. I think it is because... We've seen Villa. They played two sort of mediocre teams, dominated, played two solid teams. Got killed. And got killed. They've had – they're pretty much out of center backs now. They're using center backs who probably should not be playing Premier League football. They play Crystal Palace, who is the epitome of a the number 11 team. Who did they just been, draw in match week four? Uh, Palace. Palace. Who was it? It was 2-2. Two, two. Yeah. Uh, no, they won 3-2. Uh, it wasn't. Oh, really yeah. Because we, we took the line. It was, yeah. uh, was it Wolves? Might have been Wolves. Wolves. Yeah. Yeah. You're right. It, wolves. Yeah, it was 3-2 yeah. versus Wolves. Yeah, 3-2 Wolves. So, Palace is not one of the teams that is ever going to be in the top six, but they are also one of those teams that has enough talent that if you don't come in to play. They're going to beat you. I, I think Villa needs this game to at least top four, probably Oof. done four now. Yeah. But six, eight. There is a chance area. to climb back into the six, eight, get back into those European spots that they ended up finishing in last year. Uh, but I think this is one they really, really need. I'm going to be interested to see if what that back line I've, I've already been kind of looking and got most of my soccer plays, and, and this one was too much of a toss-up for me to make any action on this one. Yeah, I I don't think I'll bet on this one, but it, it'll be one I put on the TV and definitely yeah. watch because I want to see what Villa looks like, especially at home, and if that back line can hang. for. It's sort of what I look at for future bets when they yeah. play other teams that are a little bit better than them if I can get good value there. This one i definitely going to have my eyes on. Yeah, uh, I've already got some plays on this one. Man United-Brighton should be a fun one, probably yeah. two polar opposites of well you've got brighton that's had really high highs yeah. and low lows although west ham's turned out to be yeah. one of the best teams in the premier league yeah. uh and man U has just been barely scraping by i'll say if you're ranking teams to watch play football brighton up here <laughs> man you yeah. down here it doesn't help that this this is in and and man U, um uh, but 
I just, I don't know. Uh, the center back situation in Manchester United, it's probably going to be Maguire and Lindelof, which probably is not what they want. Uh, Anthony's not going to play. Uh, I was really shocked at how much value Brighton was getting here. Yeah. I think these are closely matched teams, and Brighton's getting, you know, three to one on the three way. Yeah. The only thing I would say is coming off the international break. You probably shouldn't be real aggressive making your bets early because you want to see those lineups on who's in and out. Like uh, someone like Matoma, who's been, you know, playing uh, for the Japanese national team. You probably want to make sure Matoma's in there because uh, that's someone who will uh, destroy that Man United back line and stuff like that. So that would be what I'd say international coming off the international break. You probably don't want to grab, grab it. Yeah. Early, early, you want to make sure, you know, a couple, someone like Brighton who doesn't have, you know, 20 different guys to rotate in. You want to make sure they got their full lineup in. And we know, man, United's not going to have their full lineup in. Uh, They got guys out and hurt and just an interesting game. And I was like you, a little shocked at the value that uh, Brighton was getting. I I know, man, United hasn't lost much at home, but right now uh, I think Brighton's much better football team, uh, especially from the start we've seen this season. Another interesting one. I don't know if it was good or bad uh, that Newcastle got to the international break here. (sighs) They limped into that break. Because they weren't playing good, but I feel like they all left with bad feelings, and everybody's coming back like, we need to get this ship right. Well, the schedule's getting a little bit more favorable. Brentford, always a... It's it's a little like Crystal Palace. It's one of those teams, yeah. if you don't take them serious, they're going to beat you. And I want to see Newcastle needs this win probably more than uh, any Premier League team needs a win right here. Yeah, I mean, we're talking potential coaches' hot seat, yeah. season ending, just give up. They need to turn things around and turn things around quick. Well, that, I think coaching-wise, talk to yourself, Man City, even though – they were coming off a busy week. Talk yourself Liverpool lost. Even probably talk yourself Brighton because you're like, Brighton's a good football team. But I think you add those three up, then you have a bad result here for Fintrud. That's when I think things are like, what the hell's going on here? Yeah. And, you know, looking at what they have in Europe, it it, it could have... It could possibly just start getting worse and worse. Well, and they got like the most spiraling, and they got the the most unlucky draw in Champions League, which is going to be a grueling grind. And that probably don't even make it out of the group the way they're playing now. Think so? Uh, You know, Milan's in there. PSG, who you know early looked bad, but PSG, I probably put now in the top four contenders in in Champions League, Uh, and Dortmund in there, who also not playing well, but potential. Dortmund has just as much talent as Newcastle, so it's just a really, really difficult group. Let's move to Italy. Uh, We didn't get to touch on this game totally, but uh, Laszlo, I I think I told you uh, that week that they played Napoli, and Laszlo had been awful, and I was like, "Ah, don't do Napoli this week. This is a stupid game. Laszlo goes in there and wins. They've been awful for two weeks and then beat Napoli. Uh, Juve. Laszlo, do we get good Laszlo here? Do we get good Juve here? Uh, 
do you even bother to bet on this game? I'm not touching it. Or you just look and uh, see which good we get. I, I, you know, yeah, I think if I had a lean, it's going to be Juventus. Yeah. uh, Just because I trust them a a little bit more. They're a little bit more consistent. Uh, But, yeah, no no play for me on that one. I'm interested to see what this one is. It probably has 2-2 draw written all over it. Uh, But the big one, uh, the Milan Derby. Yeah. Uh, Enter first Milan. Uh, I'd say other than Napoli, Laszlo loss, you know, excluded uh, have been the two best teams in Syria. Uh, Inter and Milan both been playing really, really good football to start yeah. the year. Uh, this one I, I mentioned to you, I was a little concerned uh, about uh, Milan's Pulisic been on international duty. I, I know Leal's. He's played, been a big contributor this year. Played uh, all the games for Portugal. Uh, Giroud hasn't been quite as in on the France team, so he probably will get a start. But, I mean, if you don't have Pulisic, you don't have Leal. That makes me a little nervous on the uh, Milan side of things. Inter, who I thought would have a bad start to the year, has really yeah. been lights out and yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm hoping really good football. I'm hoping we get some somewhat complete lineups here uh, just because I was looking, you know, through first four or first – Three weeks. I think yeah. they've only played three weeks I think in Italy. Three weeks in. Uh, both of these teams have eight goals through three games, so I, I'm I'm looking for goals. I've built myself a little pyramid on my plays here, um, but I I just want to see a great matchup between two two uh, rivals teams yeah. that should be a great scene. This is always a fun one to yeah. watch too, as the blue and the red split the stadium half yeah. and half. Yeah, enters hosting this yeah. one. <laughs> it's just a fun one to watch. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Let's move to Spain. They're actually a handful of Spain. Yeah, matchups. I was. I haven't completed I've, all my picks here, but I was shocked to see all the great matches. Yeah, I. This was. It's probably the first week that I thought La Liga might have a little juice here. Uh, Valencia, who's gotten off to a pretty poor start, uh, playing Atletico Madrid. I think Madrid needs this one because yeah, they've been hot and cold. Yeah, watching Barcelona, watching Real. Uh, we both talked about it a little bit in the our preseason show where we thought they might not be as strong. They, they've gotten their wins, but they haven't been as strong. And if Atletico can keep this going and beat teams like Valencia, yeah, they can be a contender here to maybe steal this La Liga title. But I think I talked about in the futures. I think I had one on, yeah. at, on Atletico uh, to be one of the, you know, winners. Yeah. Of, of, I just, I think they're, they're there, but they can't have the game like they had where, at Bilbao, where they basically went in there to get a 0-0 draw. Yeah. You can't go into Valencia, who's not played well all year long, and go after a 0-0 draw. You have way more talent than him. Go yeah. in there, win this game 2-0, be done with it, get your three points, and put the pressure on Barcelona yeah. and Real Madrid to sort of have to keep up. Speaking of, Barcelona probably has their toughest game uh, on the year so far. Real Betis, granted, in Barcelona, but... Uh, Betis, I thought, has gotten off to a pretty good start here. Barcelona, it, it's they've gotten their wins, but it either looks bad defensively and good offensively, or it looks good defensively yeah. and awful offensively. I don't know what we're getting, but I think Betis might be a little live here, especially coming off that international break, see what those uh, Barcelona legs look like. Yeah, I, I think there's some potential for some uh, some exciting matchups mm-hmm. and and maybe we start getting you know Madrid and Barcelona they've been coasting yeah maybe they start to really feel the heat this week maybe they get surprised yeah I, I'm interested here that being said uh, 
I think I've bet Sevilla like uh, four <laughs> weeks. Uh, Sevilla has not won any no. of those four weeks. And then... Uh, well, this is the team that just moved up in Las yes, Palmas, right? but I told you, yeah. they've sort of been a little spunky. Much yeah. more spunky than I thought. But I, Sevilla needs to win this football game. Yeah. Uh, they've just been bad. And I, I'm i a little nervous that Las Palmas might come in. Because they... They haven't had any dudes on international they, break. Well, and they look like a team that wants to stay in La Liga. That's what they see. They're knocking somebody else down. Yeah. I think they're ones that might stick around. I, I've been impressed with what yeah. they've done. So I'm very curious if Sevilla stays. This will be the one I take Los Palmas <laughs> and Sevilla finally plays well. Yeah. Uh, but the one I'm really interested in. Now, granted, uh, we've both been burned pretty good by Real Sociedad oh, gosh. Uh, this year. But they... They are capable. They have talent. And Real Madrid, uh, Benny's probably not going to play. They have a handful of the Brazilian guys on their roster, and a couple of the older midfielders might not be in the starting lineup. I'm guessing Jude will be in the starting lineup, which is basically the whole reason they've won any of the games they've won this year. But uh, maybe Real Sociedad gets their game back on track here. This feels like either a 1-0 Madrid 2-1 2-1 Madrid or a 1-1 draw. I, I I don't know if I see Sociedad getting two goals here. I don't think they get two goals, but I think that 1-1, I, I've been... And that would be a win a for bit. them. Yeah. They would love that. And they get that draw, and maybe yeah. that sort of kickstart their season to where they start playing yeah. a little bit better. Uh, but I, I just, I haven't seen enough from Madrid. And you said with all these players out, I don't know if we'll see it this week Yeah, either. I'm curious what they're going to throw out there lineup-wise. They were already a little thin from the injuries. Mix in international break. I'm just – I'm interested to see what they throw out there, and maybe Real Sociedad can take a little bit of an advantage here. Uh, Let's move to Germany here. There weren't – there's one major matchup, and then there's – Freiburg gotten off to a little bit of a slow start from last year, but... Uh, so is Dortmund. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Dortmund, <laughs> probably more than a slow start. I, I don't think we expect all that much from Freiburg. Uh, but uh, I, I think you asked the same question you asked from Newcastle. Was the international break good for them or bad for them? Yeah. Because they can't be have feeling good to have gone to their you know, international teams. Uh, but maybe that was the break they needed to reset their heads, come back. This Freiburg team had a couple bad games in a row. Maybe Dortmund gets back on track here. Uh, I probably won't bet on it, Dortmund again for a couple weeks till I, till I see something yeah. uh, from them because it's been, they've been three weeks now where I haven't seen one good thing. Uh, I mean, that game right before the international break where they got up 2-0 in 15 minutes versus, uh, you know, Dieseldorf and then end up blowing that game yeah. 2-2 and honestly could have lost that game at home. Uh, I, I want to see something from Dortmund here. Uh, so interesting. The other one, Union Berlin versus Wolfsburg. Wolfsburg been playing pretty solid football. I think – I think, you know, I've been following Berlin yeah. pretty close. I, I think they're becoming my second favorite team in Bundesliga. Um, they're going to be looking for a bounce back game. That's what I was... Because they had that tough loss to Leipzig yeah. right before the international break. And uh, they were looking good. And, I mean, they. I think they were competitive in that Leipzig game until that red yeah. card kind of put them away. Yeah. Um, so I think this could be a get right. And, and they may come out strong here and That's try, to, what try I, to win this one. I'm curious to see if Berlin can get back on track. This is one of those teams where you, I think they're looking for a top four. You need to be focused in 
Yeah. But if Berlin is focused in, I think they can win this game. And I, I'm just, I want to see their response from that tough game versus Leipzig because they yeah. were cruising up to that point. And then the offense wasn't flowing as nicely versus Leipzig. You mentioned the cheap red card. And then Leipzig just put them away after that. And then we got the big one. Yep. We've been talking about it on probably the biggest match yeah. of the year any soccer professionally yeah. so far definitely and Friday night well I, Friday night for them Friday day for us uh, but Munich versus Leipzig or Leverkusen we've talked about it we've uh, both been big on Leverkusen we we've mentioned grab the futures now because yeah. if Leverkusen wins in here you're going to lose a whole lot of value even even if. You know, Munich can goes on their streak. Well, I mean, you could look at it this way: you get Leverkusen now, yeah. Then your value is going to get better on Munich. You might yeah. find a middle in there. That's where I think this game. It, it's not important for Bayern Munich. Bayern Munich could be down ten points with four weeks to go, and you'd still half believe they're going to find a way to win it. But I think this game is so important for Leverkusen if they can get this win with what they did in the second half last year. I think they go, we're actually real here. We aren't Dortmund. We aren't RB Leipzig. They've put together a really talented We're roster. here to make a run, and we're going to challenge you. I I don't know if they need to win, but they need to go in there, play well, force Munich to have to play. I mean, football. we know the weapons Munich has, but yeah. I've watched this Leverkusen team closely. They've got four or five guys yeah. that can – you get them the ball, they can find you a goal. Yeah. And I've been really impressed. Yeah. Um, they you know tend to leak a little defensively. Yes. Uh, so but I, it's been better than it, it certainly was at the start of last yeah. year. <laughs> so this this could potentially be a shootout, uh, or you know both these teams are you know scared to get aggressive at yeah. first. Starts out really slow, and then a big second half. But uh, yeah, I'm I'm excited to watch this one for yeah. sure. I'm gonna watch this one. I probably will put. Some There's value on Leverkusen. Leverkusen. Uh, uh, I I think you grab it at least. I think that either draw no bet or maybe. It's not as good a value, but you do the double chance, grab the win with the tie and Leverkusen. Maybe put a little on that three-way, see if you can get the full. Uh, definitely, I, I would not do Leverkusen. If you're going to do the three-way, do Leverkusen to win both to score because uh, one, Munich yeah. never can shut out, and uh, Leverkusen probably not shutting out Munich. So your better value is to do Leverkusen. Yeah, I think the to both score. to score is minus 280. Yeah. So well, the Vegas thinks that's that happening. <laughs> I think that one's definitely happening. Might just want to grab that. I may, you know, put a 1,000 on it. Yeah. Make a little bit of cash. Make a little cash. Cover all your... I, I'd say there's a good chance that hits. Yes. I. <laughs> that one I think actually, you know, Big juice, but you're probably in good value, actually, at minus 280 with these two teams. Yeah. Because, I, I mean, I think we've watched Munich this year. The defense still a little sloppy. You know, Leverkusen gives up goals, and Munich always finds a one, way to score. One thing I don't want to see here, I would love to see no red cards. Yeah. I want to see a good, clean, competitive match here, uh, and, and I don't want it to get down to the just, you know, yeah, well, I, this happened, this happened, and it ruins the quality of the yeah, game. Yeah, I will say maybe, you know, early on, you know they've been wouldn't shock me a if there's some penalties. Though. New rules and they've been throwing red cards out. I, I would maybe be chill on that just a little yeah. bit in some of these games because it, it just it ruins the betting in the game. You know, uh, once you go down to it changes the whole way yeah. both teams play. Once you're down to ten, you have to change your way to play. The other team changes their way to play. 
It's just not as fun. I want to see good, good football game here. Yeah. Uh, and especially not something like a cheap one where guy delays on a throw in, you give him a yellow, then he makes a tackle, and it's like second yellow. We've gotten a handful of those in the Premier League, and it's like, all right, let's not change the game because the guy takes five seconds extra on the throw in. Yeah. yeah. That's it just annoying, but pumped up for this one on Friday. Yep. Start off the sort of week pretty big. Uh, Thursday. Our first full week with all yeah. sports in action. We'll see if we can sleep and survive. Oh, I probably won't. I never do uh, all that much. Uh, we'll see what we got. Though. Big week. All our picks coming. Be sure to like and subscribe and watch all our shows. Dynamite David will have his college and soccer picks probably out Thursday night, uh, Friday morning. He'll have his, uh, you know, Thursday night NFL same game play oh, yeah. for us. And uh, he'll have his NFL picks. We'll probably do that uh, Friday night, Saturday morning, uh, somewhere in that window. Uh, my picks probably come out Friday night, uh, you know, Saturday, maybe even Sunday. Uh, we do a little bit more <laughs> last minute sort of uh, thinking there, but you'll get all our picks. So be sure to follow. Greenlight Network on GLN TV on YouTube or wherever you download your podcast. That's our show, and we're out. Strip's where I'm going to land. Only the word is crash. <laughs>